And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a Wowser Bowser Wednesday? Because God is in charge of this crazy bus called the Christian Journey. First, the blast from the past. Uh Uh-oh. A movie title. So how does this impact Christians? What are we talking about? You'll see. From an essential faith point of view, we repent and surrender our lives to Jesus to come to an end of ourselves and find this principle of new life in Jesus Christ. This thinking is at the core of our faith. But for this to have its intended impact... We must think in this vein, like when we get baptized, we openly proclaim an end of our old self and the beginning of the new. Next, from the perspective of God and his excellent Jesus glasses, we operate from what is ahead. But from the enemy's perspective, there's a different approach. He uses our past to warp our future. Did you hear me? He uses our past to warp our future. This is a tactic that will not disappear too soon. The hurt from yesterday has too much power on the walk for today. So here is what you and I can do about the past. Nothing. Finally, since we can do nothing about the past, how should we handle it? We shouldn't. Because we can't do anything about it, we should remember that we cannot live In the painful past, the great things of the past are to be remembered and cherished. The painful, bitter, and distracting things should be crumpled up like a piece of trash and thrown away. Why should we carry around a bag of garbage on our shoulders? We shouldn't. We should dump the trash. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oy vey, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, David, at he must increase. Dot org. That's David at he must increase. Dot org. You can text us. You can text us during the show live. 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you make that call, get ready. Because you will be talking to... Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a dynamite. Dynamite! Talking to Dynamite D, you know what that's like? That's like getting bumped 
to first class. Okay, we'll take that. There you go. All day long. Thank you very much. Here's the bottom line. Maybe you've got a thought, an opinion. Maybe you've got a question. Maybe you've got a comment. We're here for that. Maybe you've got something you need. You need prayer for something. It's like, I need prayer. I need prayer. We are here for that. Maybe you've got something going on. You just want to share it. The Lord has done this great thing. It's fantastic. I just want to share it with some brothers and sisters. Super, super, super excellent opportunity to do that as well. Let's do our Christian faith together. Let's fellowship. Oh, by the way, you can also answer trivia if you think you can. Here you go. Fill in the missing words from Jesus's words about faith. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this blank, move from here to there, and it will move. That's your trivia question. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. Text in 214-210-8483, or you can also send an email, david at he must increase.org. Those are your opportunities. I do want to remind people about a couple of things. Somebody is calling in. We're going to do a little bit of house discussion today. You're thinking, what's that? Yeah, that's why I just am honest and I tell you how things are going. Uh, but somebody's ready to answer a trivia question, so let's send them on through and see how that works out first. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you today? I'm doing good, Gary. How are you? Well, I'm I'm alive. Things <laughs> can, can improve. You know, I know it's I know it's so hard because it's like I'm here, Dave. I'm I'm doing okay, Dave, because I'm on the phone. And it's like that's why I want to keep hearing from you. You see what I'm okay. saying? <laughs> Because it makes me feel much more comfortable, especially because I'm praying for you that the Lord will touch you physically, and I want everybody in the audience praying that. But I just have a feeling you'll nail this and hit this out of the park. Here we go. Fill in the missing words from Jesus about faith. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain. That is correct, Amanda! And you know, it's amazing about this to me because you read it from all the different uh, theologies, which is kind of more fun for me because I like hearing what different people have to say. And it's like some people say it's a literal mountain. Some pay- people say it's a situational mountain. Some people say it's you know, something that's big in your life. Some people say it's actual, you know, things that are in front of you. It's an actual, you know, kind of phys- physiological, physiological kind of process. It's like my answer is yes to all of those. That's that's how I take it. It's like, yes, that's right. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent job, my brother. And uh, God bless you, and I'll continue to pray for all of you. Thank you, bro. Do we know how Al's wife is doing? Uh, I'll wait for Al to give me an update. He has been texting, so I'll just let him kind of respond. Uh, I'll share when he gives me that to share, and then I'll share that with the audience. I'll keep praying for her. Okay. Thank you, brother. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, excellent job by our brother Gary. So here we've got uh, just a little bit of stuff we need to talk about, and I'll try not to take too much time, but I'm just going to kind of lay a little few things out there for you so that you can be aware of them. So what we're what have we been struggling with or trying to figure out is we have enough money to keep doing the show. So don't, uh, oh, we're going to get rid of the show. No, we're not. We're not going to get rid of the show, okay? But Noel and I are running shy, and so our prayer is, and I'm just being as forward as I can, you know, I have probably 15 hours that I can play with, maybe 18, okay, throughout a week, okay? 
So my prayer is, A, do I take a like part-time job, okay, which is like, you know, it'd be great if it could be something like teaching scripture or so on and so forth, but the Lord has not opened that up. B, do we look to expand the show? C, do we look for another format to, to, to talk about things like we discussed about the YouTube channel, whatever? Or D, do I just do nothing and wait, which there's been a lot of D going on. <laughs> Yes, I go through it just like you guys do. Like, what do you mean? The Lord's not telling you? No. And I go back to Gene Edwards. God knows he's just not always telling. <laughs> it's like, wow, that's so true. So that's what I need prayer for. It's not a freak out situation. Nobody's flipping out. We've been in Texas for five years. We've been doing this radio show. It'll be in March. It'll be four years in March. Okay, so we, that's cool. And we feel like the Lord wants us to keep on doing that. But is there something more to that or do we add something with it? If it was up to me, uh, all our bills would, you know, like uh, gracefully just be wiped out and it wouldn't matter. But it's not up to me. And God rarely, if never, asks my opinion. (laughs) Just want to point that out. If never. Maybe I should have just said God never asks my opinion. I don't know. Maybe he asks yours. He doesn't seem to ask my opinion. <laughs> Does he ever ask your opinion, D? No. Okay. <laughs> just thinking, you know. And so I just wanted to uh, go along with, you know, the one thing is I, I get – it's easy for me to get double-minded. So whatever it is that I do, I want it to have some kind of complementary kind of mindset to the ministry or to what we're doing. So that's why there's that uh, challenge in prayer. Okay. Now, having said that, wait, do you see where we're going? This will be a real mind blower. I think we're okay to go into this, and we'll, we'll go about a minute or two late. It'll be fine. We'll pick it up. All right, ready? All right, here we go. Isaiah chapter 43, 18 and 19. Get this, get this. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness. And streams in the wasteland. I love, love, love this passage. Both halves of this verse are just like lights out fantastic, right? We have discussed on many occasions that if you come up with a great idea and then you don't act on it, and then as time goes by, somebody else does act on it and it becomes successful, you sit around and you go, man, if only I'd have done that idea. Right, and you kind of get into this lost into the what you didn't do or what you should have done kind of life, and the Lord doesn't want us to live there. Okay, if I if I go back to the things that I shouldn't have done, the shouldn't have done's would probably include a lot of bad things that I did. But perhaps I would not be the Christian I am today if I had not gone through all those experiences. It's not something I really know. It's just something I kind of just lift up before the Lord. But the key element in this in this verse is what God is saying, and He's saying, "I'm doing a new thing. It springs up. Do you not perceive it?" And the reason that we wouldn't perceive it is because we're stuck in the former thing, so we're not able to see something new that's going on. And listen to how God defines it, and this becomes the the big key in, in our understanding. He says, I am making a way in the wilderness. I don't know if you know this or not, but when you go into the wilderness, like if you've seen a lot of the movies, uh, even using Star Wars or anything else, they drop you in the middle of a desert. There's not a lot of ways to go. There's like, there's no like clear cut path. This is like, 
I need a lamp, a light. I need a direction. And then the Lord says he's bringing streams in the wasteland. In other words, where it seems like there's nothing and there won't be anything, there's going to be more water coming than ever before. And you think, how can that, How can God do that? Well, first of all, that's why he's God. And second, he gives us the key to get to a place where we can have a faith for that. He tells us, forget the former things. Don't You can't. The things that have hurt you in the past, I am sorry for. The things that have hurt me in the past, you are sorry for me for. Okay, But you can't dwell in the past to such the degree that you are unable to see the future. You can't so dwell in what was that you cannot see what will be. And when the Lord says he's doing a new thing, now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? The rebuke, it's a very minor rebuke, but the rebuke is on us. Can't you see what I'm doing? I'm doing something. Look at it. Now, by way of New Testament, because you get a lot of people that, well, that's Isaiah. You know, Philippians 3.13, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. In other words, he wanted to have a vision of moving forward. Not trying to be positive thinkers. That's not, not that that's bad to think positively, by the way, but it's bad where they've taken it. It's bad that it's a billion-dollar industry. That's bad. But understanding that you cannot walk forward looking backwards. And we've talked about this for time and time and time again. Maybe it's business relationships. Maybe it's personal relationships. Maybe it's bad church experiences. It doesn't even matter. Maybe it's family and how things engaged in your family. I got it. I get it. Can't live there. You can't live in the past because it's simple. Ready? You'll never see what God is doing as the new if you just keep looking at the past. So go down the freeway. <laughs> just wait. Go down the freeway in Dallas. Go to where the I-30 and the I-35 connect. Walk across the freeway and walk across the freeway looking backwards and tell me how fast you get hit by a car. <laughs> it's just like, come on. It's like, you just look at that and go, well, that's stupid. Yes, yet we do it all the time. Yeah, right? It's just like way too much. And it's like, yeah, stop that. Stop that. Okay? It's like, I know. Dave, you say that so de degrading. I know, but I say it to myself, so you can come along with me. All right, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> 
No parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. What is the David Spoon experience? Jesus Christ, as the Lamb of God, for you and I, God provided his own burnt offering, his own Lamb of sacrifice, because our presentations are not that hot. And this is where you get the understanding that the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. How many? All. And the wages of sin is death. That's the result. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And God showed his love for us while we were still sinners that Christ died for us. That's the love. He was the sacrificial lamb. And if you have never made that decision, I invite you right now to make that decision to acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And this is where you get John 3.16, which people will say is the gospel in a scripture, which is not far off. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That gift is available for you. And if you have never exercised that acceptance of that gift, I encourage you to do so by saying this prayer. And don't go anywhere because i got another one for all of us. Heavenly Father, I surrender my life. Lord Jesus Christ, I give you my heart. Pour out your Holy Spirit, for I believe you rose from the dead, and I confess with my mouth you died for my sins, according to the Scriptures. You were buried, and three days later you rose again. You ascended to the Father and are coming back soon, and I thank you for this new life you've given me. I praise you and pray this in your name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMEN 770, the truth station here in Texas. So we're going to do two things at once because I have confidence in you. Okay, you like the way I said that? I have confidence in you. So first, let's do the opportunity for the tickets. I'm going to make this very simple. We have four tickets to the SMU football game. That game is, let me see exactly when it is. That game is November 5th. So that's Saturday. Okay. That's this Saturday. Home game. These tickets come with a parking pass and four tickets. Okay. So Parking pass, you get one car, four people, okay? If you've won in the past, you can't win a, a second time. we got to give different people the opportunity, so please don't be upset about that. <laughs> All right, now, they're coming from the station. Actually, they're coming from Don, which is very nice. I mean, he's got tickets, so it's like, okay, cool. Here is the, the this is not a trivia question. You just have to be able to say this. There you go. You have to say... Dynamite D is dynamite. That's what you have to say. Dynamite D is dynamite. In order to do that, now let me explain something to you. You have to have a phone, a smartphone that can receive 
texts because the tickets are sent via text. Okay, so what happens is they send them text and then you reply back and that's how it's got to happen. That's how Don is doing it. Worked out really good last time. We're going to keep doing that. That way nobody has to come down to the studio. We don't have to mail stuff and, oh, it doesn't get there in time. None of that stuff. So if you want tickets, you have to make mention of Dynamite D. You have to say Dynamite D is Dynamite. And in order to get those tits, all you got to do, Dynamite D is Dynamite. And I'll tell you right now, he is Dynamite, but we'll just leave that there. All you got to do is reach out to us. You can call us as soon as I find my pink piece of paper, which I put underneath here. You can call us at 972-445-0770. That's for tickets to the SMU, right? SMU Mustangs. Uh, you call in and you say Dynamite D is Dynamite. And you got to have smartphones so that we can send the stuff and so on and so forth. And now people are calling. And I'm going to wait. Just listen to me. I'm going to wait to do the trivia so we can give this, you know, sometimes then I do the trivia right afterwards. And then people end up calling and it ends up not working as brilliantly as I would prefer. Which, <laughs> why would that surprise any of you? So while Dynamite D, who's Dynamite, is working out that information, and we'll see, all they really do is they give him his their name and his uh, and their phone number, and then we send that to Don, and then Don sends that to them. So it's all it's all good there. Okay. So in the meantime, I'm going to do the jokes. We're not going to have uh, uh, the laugh track behind it, so you can either text in they're funny or they're not. The first one's just a one-liner, and then the second two, the second one I've done before, the third one's a great one. You might get upset, but try not to, okay? Here's the first one. Thousands of nuts hold a car together, but only takes one nut to scatter it all over the road. I still think that's funny. All right, here we go. Two teenagers were walking down the street. You know, said one, I'm really worried. What's the problem? His friend inquired. Well, last night I was talking with my parents and I'm beginning to see and believe my parents' point of view. Yeah, we've done that one. That's, that's This is the one. If I don't get gold on this, I'm going to be mad at you guys. Ready? Right, this is a gold right here. I'm just telling you ahead of time. Gold, right? The news media featured a convict's daring daylight escape from prison and his voluntary return and surrender later that evening. When reporters asked him why he came back, he said, the minute I sneaked home to see my wife, the first thing she said is, where have you been? You escaped eight hours ago. (laughs) You see, folks, you see, you see why that's funny? (laughs) Where have you been? You escaped eight hours ago. (laughs) That's gold. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, Like I said, we'll do the trivia later on. Uh, I just think that's just classic stuff. Where you been? Where you been? You escaped eight hours ago. All right. Let me go into this next little section. I think it's really important to, to, I guess, follow uh, the process of where we're going uh, going through it. Now, I've you guys know I've this isn't like new material. All our material is two thousand years or, or older. 2,000 years old or older, okay? All right. So what we're talking about is not getting stuck in the past to the degree that you can't move forward. 
And it can be in. Yeah, we'll do. Tri- I think Eric's asking about trivia. We got to wait till D is off the phone. Otherwise, he won't, the trivia people won't be able to get in. So I'm going to kind of do it towards the end. That's the only way I can go about it. Uh, so here's, here's what we got. We have people who are so caught up in the past that they can't uh, uh, function for the future, for the present. Oh, wait. You're already done? That fast? Okay. But they're all good, right? Everything's fantastic? All right, fine. All right, fine. Trivia then. Okay. All right, fine. This is such a good trivia question. Okay, ready? On what mountain was Elijah when his servant saw a cloud as small as a man's hand? Here's your hint, okay? Here's your hint. Excellent on ice cream. (laughs) Come on! On what mountain was Elijah when his servant saw a cloud? (laughs) Al writes in, Mount Bluebell. <laughs> That's not what I, not an excellent ice cream. It's excellent on ice cream. Okay. On what mountain was Elijah when his servant saw a cloud as small as a man's hand? On what mountain? Okay. And the answer is, it's excellent on ice cream. You get it? It's excellent. You put it on ice cream. It's excellent. Okay. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. So you can call in. Nobody will get mad at you or anything. Uh, you can text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, David, at he must org. On what mountain was Elijah when his servant saw a cloud as small as a man's hand? The answer is this particular mountain. Excellent on ice cream. That's just a good hint, okay? We'll go for about four minutes, and then we'll stop. All right, so here we go. Here is the uh, thing that I want to get to. I guess I want to use it in such a way to really uh, nail it down. So I'm sure I'm the only Christian in my uh, 40-plus years of being uh, journeying that has had painful experiences in my life and in my Christian journey. But what I've noticed is that Satan tries to— bring some of those painful memories back at really awkward and unusual and maybe unfortunate times. And it's as though the enemy uses our past pain to try and keep us to the side. Like he uses it to kind of, what's the word I'm looking He uses it to, to like, you know, you've been hurt, you better be careful kind of attitude. And remember, to be honest, you can't be dishonest. The past has a good amount of pain in it, but it's not what we should be living in. We should not be living in what was. We should be living in what the Lord is doing. And see, the, the problem with this is that the enemy uses the past to entrap us. When God brought the idea of right, or of creating memorials, the memorials were to be testimonies to God's, uh, either his his uh rules, his regulations, his uh, accomplishments, the miracles, whatever the case may be. What the enemy uses your past for is to hurt you, okay? So if you're thinking of Satan as uh, the thief, remember the thief comes but to steal, kill, and destroy, John 10.10. If you understand Satan as a thief, and by the way, just so you can be aware, that word thief is one who operates in stealth, which means undetected. Right? There's another little nugget for you that you should hang on to. So he's trying to use the pain to 
freeze you, much like people get frozen in fear, people can also be frozen because of the past. And the past can stop you from doing something new, trying something new, being willing to step into something new. And you think about what the passage is that we started with, and it's important to understand where Isaiah says, do you, do you ever think, you know, do, when he is trying to communicate to us in his grace, forget the former things, don't dwell on the past, see I'm doing a new thing, now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I'm going to bring water where there was never water, and you're like, but, but this place is wasteland, it's hurt me before, it's got no vegetation, it's got no growth. God's going, I will make it grow. That's the thing. And what is it that Jesus said uh, about, about looking backwards? I think it was pretty—it's three words. It pretty much lays it out, so I'll just say it real quickly. Jesus said this, remember Lot's wife. Three words. What did Lot's wife do? What'd you do? What'd you do? She looked back, right? What happened after she looked back? Bam, salt stick. Like, you see what I'm saying? It's like, don't do no. Don't do that. Don't look back. Lot's wife looking back. Don't, don't, that. This one thing I do, forgetting the things that are, which are behind me and pressing forward to the things which are before me. Do you want to walk in a future with God? Then start looking at the future. Stop looking at the past. Your life is not what was. It is what it will be in him. Okay? All right. We'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here. Oh, I got to tell you, I didn't give him the trivia answer, did I? So, oh, Carmel! The answer is Carmel! Mount Carmel! Uh, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish, and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, seven grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations, and is a summa cum laude for his B.A. degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree in theological studies and a doctorate in strategic ministry. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? Nah, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life? Culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. The David Spoon Experience. You should see Gabriel because he's, he's just running everything. He has to run to this thing, run to this thing. It's great to see it because I just love that the Lord's bringing him in this way. Uh, somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Yes, they are. So we're going to have them uh, come forward, send them on through. <laughs> knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello, Dr. Spade. This is Deborah. <laughs> Deborah. <laughs> Take two aspirin and call me in the morning. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> I hope you're getting a kick out of the show today. This is a fun one today. <laughs> All right, you ready? All right, here you, this is this a good one. Which of David's wives was described as very beautiful to look upon? Um, I believe it was Bathsheba. That is correct. You are right. Second Samuel chapter 11, verse 2. That's exactly what it says. Excellent job. By the way, how are you doing, Deborah? How are things going for you? I'm good. Thank you. I'm doing a lot better, and, you know, things are going well. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I want everybody to keep praying for Deborah. Don't stop praying for the audience. One of the things I came up to, with today when I was praying is everybody should be praying that the Lord would just help one another. Help help the people. Help the people. Lord. Yes, help the people. I, I do pray that, and I do pray for the audience all the time. So. I, I love it, and I love that you do that, and I love that you call in. And like I said, you are the best guesser we have ever had. <laughs> so excellent job. You know, I always thought it was funny that David saw her bathing and her name was Bathsheba. I just thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't even catch that. That's funny. He saw her bathing. Her name is Bathsheba. There you go. <laughs> I'm using All that. Right. Well, y'all have a good day. God bless. Thanks. God bless. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. So I do want to make sure that everybody knows who's listening. So we are giving away more tickets to MSU later in the month. Okay, I think the November 20-something game and uh, December 3rd game is also. Plus, we've already been uh, awarded. I don't know if you can say awarded. Privileged, blessed, I don't know. We'll be giving away SMU basketball tickets for their season as well. That's not too shabby. That's not too shabby. So we're excited about that. So just listen, and we do our best. It's never hard to get them, uh, like, once you hear it, but they do have to be fast enough to, pull, you know. But we just want to thank everybody for calling in. Okay, ready? All right, ready? All right, ready? All right. Here's your trivia question. <laughs> you know, I need therapy. This <laughs> is... Yeah, <laughs> it's like, wow. I just think like the Lord, I kept telling people, well, I'm a mess, but I'm God's mess. <laughs> so that's all I got. Uh, Psalm 44 and Psalm 44. So I'm giving you the location ahead of time. This is just a regular trivia. So these are all just regular trivia questions. Let's see if you know it. What does the deer pant for? As the deer panteth for. Uh, see, you got to finish that. Right? Okay. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. Eric gets the pow-pow on that one. Website, david at hemustincrease.org. I did think the hint for the uh, last thing for Mount Carmel was a pretty good hint. Uh, in the meantime, we do want to send you up to the website. We always send you up to the website at this point. We do it twice. Uh, there are website updates on the website. We are changing podcast hosts. Uh, actually, I didn't even tell you this. So I don't know if you saw that or not, but uh, HipCast is going uh, out of business. Okay. So we've already got uh, Captivate's already guaranteed all of our uh, podcasts. So there's 3,400 and 
33 of them or some weird number. And uh, there's another company that's also going to host them. So we're going to do what we did before, but just take Hip Pass House and just use a different company. So we're okay. We're not going to lose that, just to let everybody know. But there are some changes coming. But also on the website, it's really important for you to understand, we're not, we don't make money. We don't have, I don't drive a, do I have a jet? No, no, yeah. My my wife drives a much nicer car than I do because she has to because she has to have a truck for. Mine is a hundred thousand mile. Just start when I push you, please. (laughs) It's it's one of those cars you just get it. You go, oh Jesus. (laughs) I know you love me. (laughs) I know. I know you love me. I just know that starters are important to you, Lord. Anyhow, so uh, most everything we do is by uh, is tight. You know, that's what you expect from a Jewish Christian. We run everything tight, but we're able to do it. So if you can give, great. If you can't, then we do ask you to pray for us. We think that's important. Check out the website, hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemosincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemosincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemostincrease.org. Hemostincrease.org. Somebody's snapping to a song like this. Jump rope. That's a good one right there. Okay. We do those sounds for those of you that are trying to figure it out, and we just we guess what those sounds are. We've never been right, (laughs) let's be honest. In Psalm 44, what does the deer pant for in Psalm 44? As the deer panteth for. I'm just going to leave. You guys should get that one. Uh, 972-445-0770. That's the number to call, 214-210-8483. That is the number to text. And then David at hemusincrease.org. That would be the uh, email that you can use. We, we do have somebody to, calling in on it. Uh, go ahead and send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? It's Brother Roger again. Hi. How are you, bro? <laughs> okay. All right. That's uh, good. All right. Now, this, uh, this is an easier one, but a little bit because I get yeah, the song, right? That's why I picked it. <laughs> that's genius man that the, is genius I right the there. Easy one. that's hilarious alright I'll give you the chance to finish it off in Psalm 44 what does the deer pant for the water that is correct <laughs> you are right and what's amazing, though, is that people miss is that as a, so a deer, like super thirsty, goes to the water, right? And then drinks the water, right. right? That is how our soul is supposed to thirst for God. That's mm-hmm. like we ought to be thirsty, too, like that deer is for the water. That's what right. it's called. That's the comparison. Excellent job, brother. Yeah. I, you know, you talk about your vehicle. Uh-huh. I got to be. What do you got? A 1998 Chevy Lumina with 323,000 miles on it. Wow. <laughs> wow. That is pretty good, dude. You do have that. That's the got me on that one. Excellent. Uh, I, just, I just bought it from a church that sent the money to a, a missionary. Wow. So, 
<laughs> you got you got yeah. me beat on that one. There's no question about it. Well, the, the Lord said that I should wait, and I don't like that that part of the uh, when I'm told to wait. But those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And I needed some strength, but I don't like the waiting part. I hear you. But... <laughs> I feel your pain right there, man. I'm with you on that one. But that's part of becoming Christ-like, right? Just waiting on the Lord, waiting for the next direction and being close enough to hear. Right? Right. Awesome. Then, I, then it gives me it gives me your, your show, and then I get the joy of the Lord. That is a good strength to go by. Absolutely. So if you want some strength, listen to the show, get some joy in your life, you know, come off your high horse and, you know, it's a real, you know, my, I, I have a Roger again experience and I can relate, you know, to, uh, I, I come kind of from a religious background, but I'm, I had wonderful mom and dad that uh, served the Lord. They didn't serve a religion. They served the Lord. Amen. So I, Amen. I come from a good family that served the Lord. They were just happened to be in a religious uh, organization, but, you know, we can't always have what we want in life, so you do the best with what you got, you know. You know, if you can find if you can find the contentment in the Lord, you can say, "The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want." And then you don't have right. to live in that wanting. Right. That's a big key, right there. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, and, but just learn how to wait upon the Lord; He will renew your strength. And, and that learning part is tough, but you get through it. That's right. That's the that's the word I got for y'all today. This too will pass, and you will get through it. Amen. Whatever you're going through. Good word, brother. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I'll God talk bless. to you later. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Uh, one thing we do want to note, and Eric uh, caught it, and I missed this, and so he, you know, see, because I read my trivia, as you know, I read the trivia from a book, right? Because there's... 19,000 trivia questions in the book. There's a lot, you know what I'm saying? And he was really gracious in pointing out it wasn't Psalm 44, it was Psalm 42, verse 1. And I, I knew there was something that I couldn't catch, but I couldn't put my finger on it. So good job for Eric. He does get a kind of a double pow-pow for that because he picked up on the verse and people are like, you mean you said something wrong? Every day that I've been alive since I could talk since I was one. <laughs> That's that Pick a day. I said something wrong. I just, just zero problem with that. All right, we're way deep. We're going to take our break. Then we'll come back. We'll do our history, and then I'll finish off on the teaching. So that's how we'll do it. We'll break here. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill. Can't stand the shame. 
The David Spoon Experience. There was a pastor. Now, I use that word with some reservation. Having been involved in uh, ministry and having the privilege of planting seven churches uh, throughout the United States and having three separate ordinations, I have a tremendous amount of respect for people who commit their lives into ministry. Uh, but whenever there's somebody on television or anywhere else that uh, is a nut job, then uh, I just call it like I see it. Okay, now that's what I call it. Call it like I see it. On the Sean Hannity show, uh, roughly about uh, two weeks ago, a reverend, so-called reverend Oliver White was on the show, and uh, Reverend Wright said this, and I'm going to repeat it because some of these things are just unbelievable. He said that Jesus was wrong about marriage. At least he didn't have the audacity to say he never said anything about marriage. He said Jesus was wrong about marriage and that marriage should be more than between a man and a woman. And then he proceeded to say this statement, ladies and gentlemen. He said this. Now, this isn't even the thing that's irritating. Then he proceeded to say this. If Jesus were alive today, he said, he would say, I didn't know it all. This is a man who's supposed to be representing Jesus Christ as a minister. This guy's no minister. And if you want to say, well, that's judging, I'll take that judgment all day long. All day long, I'll take that judgment, no matter what anybody says. Here's a guy that says two things. One, Jesus was wrong about marriage. Two, if Jesus were alive today, any person who proclaims or professes to be a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ and questions whether Jesus Christ is alive today or not is not a minister, but a false teacher. I don't care. I don't care if you like it. I don't care if you think that's mean. That's irrelevant. Facts are facts. And here's the thing that just overwhelms me. This overwhelms me, ladies and gentlemen. Any person who is in public office, now this goes with this, all three, three of these things go together. Any person who is in public office who changes their convictions about same-sex marriage because another family member has made a decision to go into the lifestyle of being gay or lesbian, any person who changes their convictions, their biblical Christian convictions, based on another family member changing their status uh, into a, a gay or lesbian lifestyle, and then that person then changes their Bible convictions to, uh, to accommodate their family member is not fit to be a Christian. That's right. I said it. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Don't even get me started on a minister, a minister who says that it's okay to have an abortion up to the day of the baby's birth. That is a false prophet. It's no minister. Come on. Oh, no, they're just doing Get out. Jesus is life. Come on. He who has the son has life. He who has not the son has not life. There you go. Can't be more pro-life than the creator of life. Hello. Anyway. All right. Uh, here's your trivia question. Then we're going to do our history. Then we're going to finish off our message. 
Uh, so we got a lot to do here. Ezekiel had a vision in which he saw a valley full of what? What did Ezekiel see a valley full of? If you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 as well. You can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. We are going to do our history because I took the time to route it, so we're doing it. Let's go play the history. Let's go All right, for those that need to understand how important this is, today is Cookie Monster birthday. <laughs> I mean, come on, people. Uh, broadcast traffic professionals. So when I worked at uh, KPRZ, we had traffic uh, professionals. Uh, that's not me. I used to do my – I really used to do this. I'm not even kidding. Uh, because of where I was located in the studio, I was on the fifth floor in La Jolla, so you could see the freeways. I would give the traffic report like this, right? And it's not a joke. I'd go, okay, here's your updated traffic report. Uh, on the freeway, there's there's a truck. <laughs> That's how I used to give my traffic report. There's a truck. Oh, look, there's a red car. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, also, today is Plan Your Epitaph Day, which is what you're supposed to put on your tombstone. And I still think, and will still stand by this, which I will never move off of, is uh, what I told my wife that uh, it should be on every husband's tombstone. And it's this one. I told her I felt sick. <laughs> See, if you understand why that's funny, you would be like, okay. 1920, so 102 years ago today, the first commercial radio station starts broadcasting. It begins with the results of the United States presidential election. That might tell you why it had its own problems right there. And then finally, in the year 2000, the first crew arrives at the International Space Station on this day in the year 2000. Our trivia question again. Ezekiel had a vision in which he saw a valley of what? I think you know, 972-445-0770. Also, 214-210-8483. Or send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. The answer, by the way, is the same answer for a detective show. It's also the same answer for, um, you know, the, the, the makings up of a skeleton. I mean, you guys got to. You gotta know that stuff. I can't. I can't be the only one telling people this, can I? Yeah, that's that's a that's a softball. <laughs> that's like a watermelon, <laughs> with Gallagher. Here's a watermelon, and here's a sledgehammer. All right, let's uh, finish this up. There's three verses I want to finish with, keeping it straightforward and uh, simple as we can. Here are the three verses. Just follow along. Well, Revelation 21:5. He was seated on the throne. Said, "I am making everything new." Now, what did it what did God say in Revelation 21:5? I am making everything new. What's that? Perfect present tense. What what's God doing? He's not making everything old. Son norzer borzer, right? If you're snoring, if you're bored, you're snored. He's making everything new. Now watch this and this I get a little blowback every once in a while, but that doesn't bother me because I know it's it's True. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, 
The new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. But there's a problem there because there's a lot of Christians that start off doing really good, and then they kind of revert back to some of their old stuff. And I do think this is a practicality of walking in the power of the Spirit and direct obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ to honoring of the Father. I think there's a lot of Christians who do a decent walk, but they're not always in Christ. But if you're in Christ— I just want to think about you. Think about your twenty-four hour day, and think if there's any time that that maybe you're not being in Christ per se. But if you're in Christ, there's new creation. It's new. It's always new. God's not boring. God's not dull. And so, if you've gotten to the place where you know you're kind of in a rut, you need to examine where you're at in walking alongside with the Lord on the new stuff that He's talking about on the new things that he's promising and declaring, on the new elements. Forget the former things, Isaiah 43, 18, 19 says. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. That's what we should be. Oh, yeah, that's good. How about this one? This ought to just... <laughs> I, I just think this is so amazing because you would think of this not in the terms I'm going to teach it on, but just hang with me for a second. Genesis 1, 1 through 3. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. What happened? The Spirit of God was hovering all of the waters, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. That's like a resurrection. And that's what has to happen to us. Sometimes we're operating in formless and empty. We're operating in this not not functioning very well, stuck in the darky part. And it's like the Lord is trying to say, look, the Holy Spirit is on time. The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives inside of you. You better not be boring. And then God says, let there be light. Let's go. Let's see. Let's get some new things rock and rolling. Let's do it. They think, oh, but the Lord doesn't talk that way. Sure he does. Not with those words, but close enough. He was seated on the throne and says, I am making everything new. So the question is, do we do we do this in faith and hope, or do we function in this uh stuck in the past, can't break through what was? You know, we and, and this is often said, you know, uh, you know, I don't know, I can't see what's I can't wait to see what's around the corner. You don't have to worry about the corner. God's not stuck behind a corner. You don't have to know what's What's around the corner? You just have to know him who is around the corner. You'll be fine. You can start today, right now, with just a brand new life. You can make this decision. You know what, Lord? We're moving forward. We're going forward. I'm going to let this go. I'm just going to like, here you go. It's like, and I like that uh, Max Lucado did this. He, He talks about this. Some people, what they do is they have a garbage bag. And they put some of the stuff in the past, and they throw in the garbage bag, and they throw in the garbage bag. But what they do is they carry the garbage bag around. Now, could you imagine if we all walked around, you had a garbage bag on your back going, oh, hey, what's going on? How you doing? And it's like you'd be like, you know, you could throw that garbage away. <laughs> it's like, let it go. Move forward. Forget the four things. Go forward in the kingdom of God. Let those things go. Let the Lord create newness. You think, but Dave, there's a lot of risk. You're accepting a testimony regarding Jesus Christ for when you die. You're already in high risk. 
<laughs> get out of town, will you? I mean, come on. People are like, well, I know. Well, that's because the Lord's given you verification since then. But when you said yes, you did. You just, well, I'm going to believe. And that faith triggered your opportunity to know and to understand. But it was still a gamble. Still is. Right? Although I do like the line, I, I confess. And I have said this to my in-laws, the ones that don't believe, and to my outlaws, the ones that don't believe. If I'm wrong, it's no problem for you. If I'm right, you're in a world of hurt. That's <laughs> like what it's, it's what it is. <laughs> Just can't change that. All right. All right, let me go back to the trivia question so I don't forget that, right? That's what we gotta gotta do our trivia question. Ezekiel had a vision in which he saw a valley full of what? And that answer was dry bones. Dry bones would be the answer to that question. And here's what I would say to you. So in that exact vision, the spirit of the Lord came upon the bones, they rattled, they put together, and they came to life. Are you living your Christian existence in dry bone territory. Oh, oh! I, I gotta get a, I gotta get a gold star for that one. That's just that's just good. Stop being dry bones. The spirit of God is with you. He speaks to the bones. New life comes. It's right there for you and I to take and take advantage of. Walk in the newness. Walk hand in hand with the Lord. Okay. All right. All right, folks. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM seven seventy, the True Station here in Texas. Taking a twenty two and a half hour break. Then we'll come back. More insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.